Yo, what's poppin'? Yo, this is your man, Dane Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Muckin' Protocol, son. You heard me? Did you hear? Did you, did you hear? Oh, man. Uh, as always, make sure you uh, subscribe, comment, like, download, share, tell a friend about the Father Muckin' Protocol and all the jewels that we, we as in me and whoever else I happen to have on, drop throughout this, these, these fun-filled times that we share, that we share together. I'm all in your ears, been a long time since I whispered, sweet nothings in your ears, tones, I want you to know, this is very awkward for the dudes that are listening, I know, and I know you're my best I'm I'm just playing. <laughs> hey yo, as always, uh, yo, uh, you check me out. Uh, we give you some some locales of where brother going, where I'm gonna be. You can catch me this weekend at uh at New York Comedy Club and um in the Comedy Cellar. Uh, for those that don't know, um, some some interesting news uh in the New York City Comedy Club. Uh, scene, uh, New York Comedy Club, former New York Comedy Club, which is located and has been located on uh, West 24th or East 24th and 2nd Avenue, I'm sorry, uh, they are taking over the Eastville Comedy Club, uh, which is on uh, East 4th Street and 2nd Avenue, um, which would be cool if you're doing spots um, at the New York Comedy Club and then you want to swing downtown to do the the new New York Comedy I don't know if they're going to call it New York Comedy Club South or what but uh, they will have two clubs so big up big up uh, the cats that run NYCC uh, Emilio and crew doing big things and also congrats to uh, my man Marco who, who ran Eastville for, for many years he actually moved his club downtown Brooklyn which I'm not sure when they're opening, but keep an ear and eye out, and I'll I'll do my best to let y'all know when the Eastville Comedy Club relocates to Brooklyn, New York. I'm not sure if they're they're going to keep the same name, and it's just going to be Eastville in Brooklyn. We'll we'll see, but uh, that's that's a beautiful thing for the Brooklyn comedy scene. Um, for those that don't want to necessarily take a train all the way into Manhattan or, or pay for parking in Manhattan. You can go downtown Brooklyn and see some uh some top shelf comedy. Feel feel me. Um I think that I think that'll be happening I think within the next month or so. So you catch me at East not at Eastville at New York Comedy Club and the Comedy Cell been rocking out the Comedy Cell and the Comedy Village as of late. Uh we have we have we have been, an olive, olive branch has been uh, handed out, and I took it, and all is well between me, myself, and the comedy. So not that there was any, ever any beef, just a misunderstanding some 20 years ago, <laughs> and, and now all is well. And, and maybe I mentioned uh, what happened in the past, and... and uh, uh, but that's that's in the past, and we are looking on in the future and, and ironing out and growing and building uh, the new material. New material's coming along quite nicely, if I might say so myself, as it was as 
Uh, speaking of new material, material, uh, you all may have heard, or maybe you didn't, that um, that a comment. I'm not gonna say the name. I'm not saying the name out of uh, out of any type of fear. I don't want anybody to mis misconstrue the the fear associated. I don't like, as you all know, I don't like sort of airing. The family of comedy's dirty laundry, but I don't had too many people approach me with regards to it. So y'all could do the research. Um, but I, I don't like I don't like casting disparaging. Even if 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 you know me and and you've been an avid uh, listener for for years, then you know I've had things happen in the industry that I don't like necessarily blowing up uh, people's spots. You know from from you know having someone that was hosting for me come in <laughs> and decide that they're gonna shower at my hotel room you know to to you know i just i if i can i like to i like to keep some business uh to ourselves so that being said a situation um arose recently in the comedy club world which i felt I should talk about since I know there are a lot of comics that talk about it um, and or rather a lot of comics that listen to this podcast. And I, I would be remiss not to share with you the for the muck and fam that listen as well. I there was a there was a, a world famous world renowned comic last week that was was a. Uh, that was was in preparation to host a television show, um, a comedy, and <laughs> yeah, I like how I'm speaking vague. I know it's obvious, but um, to keep it in the family, that's that's the best I could do. Uh, and so, during the course of prepping their their monologue for the show, the TV show they were hosting. They went to a uh, they went to Caroline's on Broadway to run their set. However, Caroline's uh, does this. I think it's weekly. They do a weekly showcase, headlining showcase for an up and coming comic, a comic that might not necessarily be a national headliner, but they're getting their weight up. And it gives them the uh, chance and the opportunity experience to to headline Caroline's, which is which is an amazing opportunity. One of, that's one of those opportunities that when I when I uh, in my early in my early years, I I wish I had that opportunity because that's that's an incredible opportunity uh, in an incredible club. One of the best I, I'd say that's probably Caroline's uh, on Broadway is probably top five. In the in the nation, is it, dare I say? Mm. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity, and this is an opportunity where people, um, you know, they they get to pump the show up to their friends and their family, and they, uh, you know, really get a chance to feel what it's like to headline in a real club versus inviting people to a bringer show when they first start, or inviting people to a. Uh, to a hole in the wall room, uh, uh, a nightclub that does comedy once once a week, or e- or even if they finally get past at one of the 
main comedy clubs, they're not getting an hour. They're not getting 45 minutes to an hour to run all of their thoughts, all of their ideas. You know, uh, you have you have major headliners that still will um, ask if they can headline Fat Black Pussycat um, down in the comedy cellar uh, triumvirate of comedy rooms or comedy clubs downtown. Yeah, so I think it's a great opportunity. So my man, he's easy. My man is headlining and this particular comic decides to uh, go run their set at this club, Caroline's. Unfortunately... It was on this headliner night, this new comic, and he's not new. I don't want it to seem like he he just started, but um, newer, right? Uh, And from what I understand, and I've spoken to people that were there, because the comedy circuit, circuit is real small, I wasn't even aware of it until... Wednesday night, my boy Ian Edwards, um, who who was writing on a TV show, he he called me and asked me about it. I thought it was with regards to a previous incident that happened the last time this comic had hosted. But no, this uh, and then someone else asked me about it on Thursday, which made me realize, oh, this just occurred. So <laughs> the, the 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 comedy scene is small enough that the wire uh you know spreads a, a story extremely quickly um and then also when when you run in you know the comedy circles everybody knew somebody that was there so they told me that this individual got there asked if they knew the guy that was headlining, they were informed no, but you do follow that person on social media. Uh, the The club informed them that the <laughs> the club informed them that they uh, any other time would be fine, but he's already going on and started his run of forty five minutes. They they actually asked, well, how how long? Um, is he doing? They said he's doing 45. He's only been on five to 10 minutes. So at that point, and I'm saying this because I spoke to other comedy club managers last week. I was curious what they thought about it. And they, they were blown away. They were, they were incredulous. Actually, when, when I, when I asked them, they were like, I had, I hadn't heard that story. Each person said, nah, really? They, they hit me with word. That's, that's how their faces look. Because they were like, nah, that can't. And I said, from what I understand, this person interrupted this person's headline and set. And by saying, hey, hey, dog, it's me. You know me, right? But here's, here's the... And the headliner uh, in the situation actually said, oh, they, they asked if... If they could go on and and run material, and he says yes, uh, and then came off stage and was probably wondering if he should be upset or not. And meanwhile, all the other comics and probably this person's family and friends are pissed. But the layperson that just came into Caroline's on a on a, a week week night is probably blown away because wow, we're getting to see someone. That's uh that is a true comedic star at this point, you know. Um so, you know, what do you think? People people have been asking me, I'm asking, well, what what do y'all think? Huh? 
And you can go Google it if you want. I'm not telling you to, but you probably already heard it. But like I said, I'm not I'm not pissing on anybody's name. I'm more asking the question of y'all. What do you think? Do you think that that comic was out of line for asking this guy who's finally gets his big opportunity to headline? Do you think it was out of pocket to interrupt his set? How would you have handled it? Now, I'll tell you the way I would have handled it. I'll actually tell you the way uh, one of the managers of one of the comedy clubs I asked uh, asked about it uh, said. They said that in that in that particular case, you wait for the person to finish headlining and then you go on and you do your set because it's an added benefit. It's an added, it's a coup de gras. It's a, it's a cherry on top of an already wonderful uh, evening of comedy that you just did a drop in. You just did a surprise set and the crowd's already, already whipped into a comedy frenzy because someone they came out to support just did their first hour. Now that's how it should have gone down. I know that's how it should have gone down. I agreed with this manager because that's how it went down when I did it. Uh, um, out in LA, excuse me, out in uh, California in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. Um, if you if you work the Melrose Improv, um, the Improv Comedy Club on uh, out in Hollywood on Melrose Boulevard. Um, or is it Melrose Avenue? I just forgot. No, it's Melrose Avenue or is it Boulevard? Santa Monica Boulevard, Third uh, Street. I don't know. It's Melrose. Darn it all. <laughs> I just forgot if it's Melrose Boulevard or Melrose Avenue. That's funny. Anyway, it's Melrose. It's one of those things you never pay attention to. Anywho, so I was out there. They 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 give uh, comics room to headline usually on Tuesday night. Um, and it serves a purpose of letting you run your material if you if you're preparing uh, a new set to take on the road. It's also a way to present your material and who you are to uh, to your industry or to the industry and to your uh, reps, right? So, for instance, I think I don't remember what I was showcasing for. Um, Maybe a couple of networks came out to check it out. And maybe some, um, did any appearance? Because I had an appearance agent already. So, hey, the, the Hollywood comes out just to assess and say, oh, you know, we forgot about this person, but but glad we came out and we saw him, you know. Um, so I was headlining Melrose Improv a couple of years ago. And the day of the show, I, as a matter of fact, this was... This is probably well the day of the show. Um, my my reps hit me and say, "Yeah, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans wants to do a guest spot on your show." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, but then they said, "Yeah, but he's agreed. To, he, he knows you're headlining, so he he wants to uh, see if he can close out the show. You'll do your 45 to an hour, and then Keenan." We'll uh, do another 15, 20 minutes. I said, okay, you know, Keenan's one of the people that that uh, inspired me, that still inspires me. So, of course, I have no problem with that because he's not interrupting my flow. And I get to watch Keenan. I, I remember Keenan on Annie's uh, evening at, an, at the Improv. 
he had a had a uh, had a funny set. He said uh, talked about his parents having nine or eleven kids, and and the joke was, yeah, shoot, get, that gave me stretch marks or something like that. Um, and Keenan was funny, and, and I remember that night kicking it with him because after um, after our show, he he said, yeah, man, you uh, yeah, it was it was cool seeing. Uh, how you've grown because I had auditioned for or showcased I should say I showcased for Keenan Ivory Wayans for the In Living Color reboot that they were doing uh, that I think they shot a pilot but it's it's stalled after the pilot um, and they had me showcase for Keenan at the uh, at the Laugh Factory now at the showcase I just pretty much did a did an impression heavy set. I didn't I didn't do full jokes. I wasn't doing full uh presentations of what the material was. I was hitting as many impressions I could within a short period of time. And so, uh after the show at the Melrose Improv, Keenan said, "Yeah, it was great seeing you uh because I really got to see the full dimension of those jokes." I appreciated that. I appreciated him remembering me and also remembering uh, what I had done on stage um, for the showcase versus what I had done, you know, in um, at, at my full set. Um, but that's how you do it. It was respectful. It was peaceful. He didn't he didn't flex his his uh, celebrity, flex his weight as a comedian um, that's been doing this longer than me and has had more financial success than I have. That's how you do it. How, in my opinion now, and mine, and pretty much everyone I've spoken to from managers of, and bookers of comedy clubs on down to uh, bringers, that that was handled incorrectly by the individual that uh, interrupted my man's set. It was out of pocket, man. It was out of pocket. Um... It it comes off. It came off very selfish. It came off very uh, very arrogant and uh, self important. Um, you know that's that's not to say that the person's intent was that, but that's how it winds up coming off or how it wound up coming off. Um, because look, I get it. You were hosting this particular show later that week and you wanted to run the material. And I understand that, but I've known other comics that have headlined or hosted that show. And when they ran the material, they, if they couldn't get on at Caroline's, they went up to stand up New York or the comic strip or the comedy cellar. And you have a car service that will uh, bring you. So you have that option that the, the, the show provides you um, when you're hosting the show provides you uh, a car service, a, a limo or a town car. And if you said, yeah, I want to go. I want to go to uh, to to the comedy cellar, but then I want to come back up here to work on the rest of the show and get in, uh, get in the dirt with the rest of the cast members so that we can make something magical. And. That's not what happened. What happened was, from everyone else's perspective, including mine, you know what? Caroline's is right around the corner from where we where we shoot. I'm just going to go over there. That way I can get right back, save some time. So, yeah, in theory, I get it. I get why you would do it. But when you get there, if that's the case, 
and the person is headlining and they're on stage already, and you know that information going into it, why would you interrupt a new comic with your celebrity? You know, why not just say, you know what? I'm going to wait until you come off stage. That's what people, including myself, believed should have happened. I'm curious what y'all think. Hit me up. Leave me a comment. Let a brother know what you, what, what you're thinking, huh? Let a brother know. I, I'm curious to see um, how the Father Muckin fam uh, responds, responds to this. Um, now also, you, you would think that's all we have to talk about today. Oh, oh no. Oh no, we don't. We, we have so, so much more to, to share, as it were, as it, as it were. Um, well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about a pump fake. I just, uh, so there's, so there's a trailer for Star Wars 9, right? There is a trailer. I'm repeating. There was a trailer for Star Wars 9. But I don't know if it's a real trailer or if it's just a a fan created trailer uh, because it says Star Wars 9, a spark of hope. But then at the end, it says uh, edited by Terra Stone. And so I'm like, and and it says something about a fan, a fan clip or something. And I was like, oh, word. So this ain't real. This this ain't real. Say it ain't. Say it ain't so, man. I wanted it to be real, real bad. <laughs> so I don't know if it's real. Somebody let me know if it's if it's real or not, cause I uh, cause I'm really not uh, not too sure as to whether or not it is. But anyway, oh, uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk to you all about uh. White people being afraid of black people in any and everywhere as of late. Uh, there have been many instances uh, recently. It seems like at least once a week for the last once a week for the last month or so, where someone white feels someone black is a threat or acting uppity, and therefore the cops should be called on them. That's right. That's right. I said it. The po-po, the police, the police are called numerous instances. One instance, which I may have mentioned uh, on here, was uh, was uh, there was a Waffle House. There have been a couple of Waffle House incidences. One where a sister was merely taking a spork, plastic cutlery, not even real, real uh, eating utensils, but plastic, and the cops called. I'm 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 actually not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing from crying, man, because it's actually tragic. Because the the uh, when the police arrived, they uh, they slammed her to the ground uh, unnecessarily. Um, an, another instance recently where the cops were called to a golf course because black people were golfing too slowly, and the people behind them uh, wouldn't just play through. Uh, obviously another incident in Philadelphia where the cops, uh, were called on, called upon because there were two brothers that were at Starbucks waiting for their friend who happens to be white to arrive so they could have a meeting. Now I've been going to Starbucks for years. I mean, I've been, I've been, uh, and here's what's funny. I don't go to Starbucks. <clears throat> 
I do not go to Starbucks for the uh, for the latte, the the ca- cappuccino, the grande, the vete viti. I don't know what what any of that stuff is uh is called, but I go usually. My family goes, and so I'm like, all right, grab me a lemon wedge. I like the sweets, right? Every so often, I can't front. I'll get a frappuccino. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want a drink with with whipped cream on the top, man? Come on, man. Don't act like I'm the only one. Fix your face, B. I love a frappuccino. I love getting brain freeze when I drink my uh my coffee. Because I'm not a coffee drinker. So Starbucks, when people were saying we need to boycott Starbucks, I was like, I boycott Starbucks already. I don't go to them, huh? Uh, but they, they, the cops were called on two brothers that were waiting for a friend to meet a friend. And now, most recently, the police were called uh, to an Ivy League institution because there was a white woman who saw a sister with her head down on the table in the common room, and therefore she must be a threat. Now, she wasn't, How you can't say she was being uppity or sassy because she was asleep. Which, what, she was snoring sassy? Come on, man. I actually was annoyed. What I that this story actually vexed me at Yale University. It vexed me. It pissed me off. Uh, and was was prepared. The I I appreciate that the sister that the cops were calling on recorded the whole thing, but was respectful and in control. She wasn't emotional because that's the first thing they do. They want you to get emotional. This for any brothers. Um, Anyone that's, that's that's white, you can listen, but uh, this is specific for 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 any black listeners, right? If if because uh, because I want I want everybody to be safe. Um, if you are black and and the the police are called on you, maintain your cool, maintain your calm. Don't let these fools take you out of your cipher, out of your head, out of your zone, and stay be cool, fool. They are gonna roll up. All they want is fucking donuts. <laughs> Biggie, bam, 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 this goes out to you, you, I'm pointing at y'all, you, you, this, this music break has been brought to you by WBLS, yeah, so, um, she maintained her cool, and she, because at one point the cops said, well, we determine who, who can be here, and I was like, no, you don't, no, you don't. The rent that she pays determines that, determines who who stays on that property, you know, and, she, and so she's paying it. So I didn't think that it could get any, any worse, any worse than it already had been. And yet, guess what? In Black Oakland, Black Oakland, there was a white woman that called the cops on a, on a barbecue. Now, mind you, it's, it sounds absurd because it is. And if you have not, if you have not watched it on YouTube, please, I implore you, go watch this story unfold. It's about 28 minutes. And to give you the gist of the video, 
I say fast forward to about minute number 20, 21, because that's where it starts getting even more, more delicious than it was. So these brothers were barbecuing in the park. A uh, white woman rolls up, says they're in the wrong location in the park, and that there are designated areas to to um, to have barbecues with charcoal grills in the park, and they were not in one of them. So the men kept insisting, or the people kept insisting that they were. And then there was a white, another white woman that saw the entire. Uh, situation unfolding and she the the other white woman who I'll call the flower lady flower girl because she seems so had a hip had a hippie-esque vibe man you know she seemed like you couldn't really phase her man you know I like how she how she got down man she so she recorded the white woman that called the cops and she stayed with her for a long time. And eventually, now here's where you gotta read between the lines, right? Here's where you gotta pay attention to uh what really was going on. The the let's say woman A was the caller that called the cops, and woman B was the uh was the callee, was in support of the um of the barbecue. So I guess from what I understand the call the callee uh saw the caller sort of bothering the brothers in the barbecue so callee decided here you know I'm going to stay on the premises until the police show up just so they hear the correct story I can I can be your witness you appreciate that appreciate a citizen that's a fellow citizen fellow American that's there to help wrong help right a possible wrong I could appreciate that. So she she stayed and she kept recording. She kept recording the woman. And as she kept recording the woman, the woman got more and more agitated. Right? And the woman got so agitated, eventually she started started walking. Now yeah, you gotta ask yourself, who has hours upon because they said in the video, she said she'd called them two hours ago. Who has two hours just to sit? And make a citizen's arrest in the middle of a park. <laughs> you realize how insane that is, man. Insane. Insane, I tell you. But she waited and, and then she got annoyed because someone was doing to her what she was doing to, to those black men and that family that were having the barbecue. They were having a barbecue. You came, you saw that they had uh, charcoal in a grill. But say they were in the wrong. Was it, was it affecting you? Were they, were they throwing their chicken bones in the grass? Even though chicken bones are biodegradable, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. It's of the earth, and uh, it will return from back whence it came. How about that? But no, instead she stayed and she kept bugging them and kept uh, telling them uh, what their rights were and how they were out of pocket. They, they were out of line for having the uh, barbecue in the wrong area. So she called the cops. So then this woman decided, okay, well you gonna bother them? I'm bother you.
So she stayed and recorded. And she recorded and she kept recording. And then uh, the caller started walking away. And I guess a card was snatched out of the callee's hands by the caller. So the callee even said, at least twice from what I recall, you know, give me back my card and I'll leave you alone. Which, honestly, I don't think she would have. And I'm fine that she didn't. Because what unfolded was spectacularly and magically delicious. The the woman was was walking and she was attempting to figure out where she was. And she eventually winds up in like a quickie mart, like a 7-Eleven. And she's like, why are, you, why are you following me? And she's like, I'm doing what you were doing to them. And, and I'm, I, I want my card back. You stole my card. You're accusing them of criminal activity. The same way I'm now saying you are a criminal because you stole that. So, so when the cops come, yeah, if y'all haven't seen this, please go watch it. Please, please go, uh, go view it. They, they, they go back, they, they, they go outside and when the cops, I'm sorry. Because it's funny to me, yo. All right. <clears throat> oh, you know what? I want you to... I, you know what? I can, I can play it for you better than I can, uh, than I can uh, tell you. Right? But, but I, could, I could play it for you. And that, that could uh, do me more justice. Let's see. Let's look up. Oakland. Oakland. What if we put Oakland racist? Oakland racist. I bet you that'll come out. Hmm? Oakland racist? There it is. Racist white woman harasses black family at barbecue in Oakland, California. Okay, they only have 18 minutes and 50 seconds. Now, I saw I saw a 28-minute video. So, let's see. Let's see where this one, uh... Let's see where this one lie. Uh... Pretty sharp, brother. Oh, nah, this... this this is someone giving commentary over it. Ah, I don't care about your commentary, player. Can't give me. Oh, that's that actually bugs me. Don't don't you hate that? Don't you? Don't you hate when? Don't you hate? Aren't you annoyed when uh, when someone you go to a link and then it's someone's pre someone presenting the link. Uh, woman calls cops. Oh, here it is. Yeah. This one, woman, y'all can look it up. Add more juice, put it up. Woman calls cops on family for barbecuing in the park. Then sobs that she's the victim of harassment. <laughs> Shoot, this, this, yeah, this is what I saw. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play it from, I'm going to play it from. Look, look, look. Why, why why is she breathing heavy? Like, like when y'all see it, she's like, <sighs> okay, okay, the cops are here. Now, now listen, listen. Now she's suddenly crying. Leave me alone. Can I have my card back? 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 I'm being harassed. Okay. You're being harassed. Yes. Can you back off? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a 
she, she's. Ma'am, can you just back up yeah. just a tad so I can She's talk sobbing. Thank she's you. sobbing sure. right now. Now she's on bending over. The cop is looking like. Ooh. Okay, ma'am. Any, any, any moment now, ma'am. Uh, there's something. There's a real crime going on. No, nothing. They and these people. I did not physically push her. She stole my card, and I wanted it back. It was I one person. I, I have witnesses. I said when I was on the phone, I started trying to keep walking away. I was waiting for you guys, and she kept following me. Yes. Do you know the Why does this woman have the municipal code? Um, the municipal code is under, it's 1264160. It's no person to put a Kindle of any fire, public cart, with the except for designated barbecue that is approved by the park. No charcoal portable grill in Mark Square. I looked at it's only allowed in those areas. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, there we go. There we have it. So, uh, so yeah, I want y'all, I want y'all to see the video so we can break down what 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 happened in the video. So it started off right. Well, we you you see and heard what happened, but here's was was funny to me. So, the woman was 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 calm most of the video, and then when the cops showed up, as is par for the course, the, the cops showed up. She suddenly started crying. And I listened to her when she was on the phone with nine one one. She kept saying they, right? These these are these are these are our tools that uh, that racists wind up using uh, in order to sort of sway opinion. Because if I'm a nine one one operator, if I'm the cops on the other end, and I hear you hear you saying, because, and she actually said, I'm a white woman, right? She said that. She said that earlier in the video when she was on with 911. Uh, she said, I'm a white woman, and these people, what people? They they were barbecuing. You came and bothered them. You came and interrupted them. But here, peep, then when, when the cop asked if she knew the municipal code for, for uh, barbecuing in the park, the tears that were never falling stopped immediately. And this is my this is this is my problem. I because at this point if you live if you live on the planet Earth, you see that there is a a distinct difference in the way police in America specifically uh treat um black people versus white people. Actually brown people cuz um if if you're native, if you're indigenous, they, they you know the, the the two the two kids, uh, two students that showed up a little late for um, 
the tour, they wound up uh, getting uh, bugged by the cops, harassed by the police. And if you're a black woman, if you're a black male, you know, these are all instances at some point. And thank goodness that the uh, the callee was there recording the entire. I'm glad she didn't stop recording. And she even at one point mentioned she jokingly mentioned how she had like a. 120 uh, gig memory card so she can record for hours. I'm glad she recorded and and this is what needs to happen. More more white people need to uh, speak to the oppression, speak to the oppressive ways and speak to the victimization that um, that people of color are subjected to because you know, had let's say for instance this woman didn't stay there with with the um with her camera going and this this woman is just on the phone uh with with the cops saying God knows what and then the cops do show up and then it escalates and then someone gets killed, right? And and I I go to the extreme because we've seen the extreme occur on numerous occasions, right? You see, you see that 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 the cops shoot first and ask questions later, and then eventually wind up on on uh, on leave with pay. And meanwhile, another black person is a hashtag. Right? There needs to be some sort of penalization to people that are calling the cops for no reason, you know. Some sort of some sort of ramifications. If you call the cops, because you're, you're we all. If if you pay your taxes, um, then you you pay you help pay the police salary in your in your neighborhood. And so if you do, um, then you they work for you. They should work for you. They're supposed to work for you. And so therefore, if they do work for you, um, and you're of color then technically you are their boss to an extent, respectfully, right? They're supposed to protect and serve. We all know that's not the case. We get it. Um, but when, when, you are a, uh, when you are a cop and someone calls you for this foolishness, a barbecue... When you call, they should. If I'm a cop, I would be pissed. The cop that is in this video looks pissed. It looks like shoot. I gotta. Are you serious, bitch? Are you serious? Did you really just call me over this foolishness? It's it's. I I I run out of things to say because it amazes me. Um, to what level someone is so prejudgmental, so racist. What I, I wonder what was going on in this woman's life that she decided, here, I'm gonna call the cops on people barbecuing. They weren't they weren't barbecuing and throwing bones. They weren't barbecuing and and had their music up loud from the video uh that you and I uh both saw. Actually, they hardly were paying attention to her. And and from what I understand. Uh, when the cops finally did go to the place, they 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 just said to him, "No, you know what? You're actually you, you can barbecue with charcoal, but not right here. You have to go over there, to a different part of the uh of the park." That's not. A, I can't even say that's a slap on the wrist because it's not. It's 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 just correcting an uh, an error. 
you know, we, what whatever happened to, uh, you know, being humane towards each other, man? I, I, I'm actually pissed. The mo- each time I've seen this video, I've gotten more and more angry. I, I initially was just going to come on and talk about the sister at Yale that was sleeping. And her, the, one of her neighbors called the cops on her for sleeping because that had me pissed. But then this happened. It's the gift that, the gift as a comic, it's the gift that keeps giving until someone gets shot. Someone gets shot and then it becomes a tragedy. And then those same people that call the cops would somehow justify, because people always justify that which they do. Someone, they, I'm sure they would have justified, well, you know, they, those people shouldn't be. And it's always those people. To me, those people is almost uh, as, if not more offensive than nigga. In my opinion, you know, those people. Oh, man. Um, Me actually vexed now. Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of annoyed about that, man. But you know what? You know what? That's that's where, as as an entertainer, as an artist, you flip it and you make it into something positive. And, And the black people in Oakland did. They turned adversity into an after party. They had a, they had a big gigantic flash mob. Uh, slash electric slide in that same park. Take that, uh, racist white woman. <laughs> Cause that's what that's what we do. If you can't beat it, dance it, dance with them, and that's what they did. And then I actually, <laughs> I actually, uh, I don't know if y'all saw. I was starting to do these uh series of Denzel on, uh, Denzel on videos. I'm dubbing to to my social uh, media and uh, what did I do? What was last week? I did one last week. I'm doing one this week on this very on this very topic. Just just another creative uh, outlet where we have you know where where Denzel Washington, uh, you know, I channel Denzel Washington and give you my give you my two cents and, and tell you how tell tell you how D feels about these these. Instances that are occurring in in our in our current everyday uh, existence, not just as black people, but as people as people in general. It's a travesty. It is so. Uh, so so yeah yeah. You kick it kick it and step to the AM with with third with third base, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife is dancing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh shoot. Um so yeah, y'all can check those out every week. I only dropped one. Um I dropped the first one last week and uh the second one I'll be dropping tomorrow. Oh tomorrow we'll bring better you, better me. I'll be dropping the second one um tomorrow, probably every Monday or Tuesday. Uh consistent with these as well, just like with the P.O. de cast. Um, and let me know if you dig them. And I got some other ideas that I'm uh, going to be dumping on social media in the uh, in the future. Got to be more viral. That's what the agents always say. Dean, got to be more viral. More viral. And you know what? I had a conversation. I got to send a special shout out not only to my wife, who always has encouraged me to think outside the box, but also uh, to my friend, who I've known, I didn't realize for, shoot, almost 20 years, uh, Pat Brown, comic out of Atlanta, who lives in Harlem now, has been up up in New York for for probably close to a decade now. 
Um, Pat obviously watched her grow as a as a talent. She's uh, hilarious, funny. You've seen her on uh, on uh, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert um, and various other shows. But uh, we were we were at Stand Up New York two weekends ago, and we were talking about social media. And I said to her, I said, you know what? I I have these ideas. I have these ideas that I um about things that I could put on social media. Um, since every since I do all of these um, I do all of these impressions and characters. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm thinking about possibly doing something where I drop something as Denzel, and she said, so do it. I was like, well, yeah, I'm thinking. She's like, well, you know, every everybody has an idea. She said, but what makes yours unique is is uh, you have the talent to execute it, but you got to do it. I said, yeah, you're right. And then, then we also spoke. I, I said to her, I said, you know what? I think one of the things that has me reluctant to uh, do it, to drop it, is um, is probably a level of fear. And I'm not really a, a, a fearful type of cat, but I think I, I thought about it. I said, you know what? I'm a comedian. I'm a stand-up comic. And I'm an actor, and these are these are worlds that I've I've been in for years, and I've had success in in both, and and peaks and valleys in both. Um, but I know I know how they operate. I know how to maneuver in in both worlds. I said social media is newer to me, and I said I think there's the uh, the re- the reluctance comes from how will people receive it. And then Pat uh, made a good point. She said, Well, you know what. Most people that you see on social media that have a gang of followers, she said they don't have a gang of followers because their material is good. Um, they have followers because they're consistent. And that, that's, that stuck with me because it's true. And that's not to take away from, I think there's some uh, uh, extremely talented and funny and talented people on uh, on social media. Uh, first comes to mind... Uh, my man Tony Baker, who is a stand-up, but he also has figured out a way to maneuver uh, the social media and, and um, Instagram and YouTube and so forth. And they have these uh, social comedians of comedy tour, um, and Tony's doing his thing. And uh, and who else? My my girl Lulu Gonzalez, uh, straight out of Brooklyn, huh? Also in the military, uh, and uh, and. Uh, Nat, Nat Friedman, you know, she has some funny characters that she presents. And uh, that cat, uh, uh, Rennie, is that his name? Rennie? He's funny, too. You know, so there are original, because I've said it before on, on the Father Mugger Protocol, and I'll say it again, there are a lot of derivative um, social media comedians, you know, where they they are just doing act-outs of jokes that I've seen before. And it doesn't really move me, doesn't inspire me. But the the four people I just mentioned, um, my boy uh, Clayton Thomas, you know, he uh, he he has some funny, you know, some funny original ideas uh, that he presents. And he's I've watched his followers increase. So I said, all right, you know what, Pat, you make a good point, especially when she said, you know, what, you have some real skills, some real talent and you are funny. So you're already ahead of the curve. I said, yeah, that's true. So I. um so I dropped that uh I dropped that video what last was that last week? Yeah, I dropped that video last uh last Tuesday morning and uh yeah, it was um it was well received. It's, you know, 
that my first one was like uh, over 1600 views um, and got a lot of a uh, lot of co- almost 100 comments I think it's like 97 comments so that's a good start right and, and so I'm gonna just keep dropping them you know I'm gonna keep dropping them last last week it was Denzel it's called Denzel on hashtag actually Denzel on because I put the A. Because our names, our names are so are so very similar. Denzel and Dean. And I mixed it to it. I made Denzel. See what I did there? Because I'm talented and funny. And it was Denzel, Denzel responding to Kanye West's uh, claims that slavery was a choice. The claims that he made on TMZ Live uh, within the last couple of weeks. So this week is, uh, is, is Denzel on Cop Calling. Or maybe I'll change the name. We'll see. We'll see, but but check it out. Let me know what y'all y'all think about it. Um, and I'm gonna keep doing it. I have some. Uh, I got I got some other things coming. I'm thinking about doing Trey 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 boy, your boy Trey Morgs uh, word of the week. That's that's another thing I'm gonna do. I, and, and I got some other uh, some other characters. I got some things. We got some things that are popping. You just gotta pay attention. Don't turn the channel. Do not turn the channel. Keep it on. Keep it on the motherfucking protocol for all your insight. I'm going to give y'all jewels before everybody else knows. All right? By the time you hear this, this will drop tonight, and then you'll see, see Dean Zell on Cop Corn tomorrow. That's how, I get da- that's how I get down. Huh? So, yeah, man. Check it out. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening to the Fundamental Protocol. This this week's episode brought to you by these nuts. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> brought to you by Acme Comedy Company. You can catch me in a couple of weeks. I'm at Acme Comedy Co. in uh, in June, June 5th through June 10th. I almost, you know what's funny? I almost, I almost uh, did Vegas this week. Uh, the Comedy Cellar has, has a, uh, they have a club. They they have a uh, they have a club. I, I was just talking to someone uh, over the weekend about Jeffrey, uh, not Jeffrey Tambor, but about uh, John Lithgow, and and they 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 started laughing because they were like, Dean, you sound like John Lithgow." I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> remember remember John Lithgow on? I think that was the best, the greatest uh, season of Dexter on Showtime. Was the Trinity Killer? Hello, Dexter Morgan. I think I'm going to watch that episode just because of that, man. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch that uh, after this gets edited. Edited? As it were, it was edited. That's what we're gonna do. Yes. Um. So, yo. Oh, you could also. Um. They they asked me if I could do this Wednesday through Sunday in Vegas, and I was tempted to. But you know, uh, sometimes your your family uh, duties call, and I had something I had to do with the fam, and uh, committed to to being there for the fam. And so there I am. So I am not in Vegas this weekend. Instead, you can catch me at New York Comedy Club, the Comedy Cellar, and the Village Underground at uh, at the Comedy Cellar this weekend um, on the nineteenth of May. And also, uh, I'm at the uh, Village Underground. Oh, you know what? Actually, I got a couple of spots this this uh, this week. I'm at um, Wednesday night. You can catch me at the Comic Strip, or the Village Underground, or my man PD Diabro's uh, Better Days. Better Days is a spot in uh, in uh, I want to say 
Alphabet City, um, down in, you know, in the southern part of uh, Manhattan, uh, the east side of the village. And um, everybody's saying, better, yo, have you done better days? I said, nah, but everyone keeps saying how hot it is in Pedia. And I have been attempting to make it work, so I'm finally there this week, so you can come catch me there this Wednesday. It's Wednesday evening, and uh, like I said, I'm also at the Village Underground after that, and then the Village Underground Thursday night. Friday, uh, I have some family business to attend to, and then Saturday in the park, uh, you can catch me at New York Comedy Club, and I think I'll be at uh, either the Cellar or the Village Underground. Check your websites. Um, and then, uh, and then, like I said, at the beginning of June, you catch me at Acme Comedy Club, or Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis! Uh, and after that, I have a cruise for a couple of weeks, and then, uh, then we'll fill in the blanks. But, uh, stay tuned, and we'll keep you posted, alright? And that will be that, uh, ooh. Um, hey, but and um, and lastly, what was the protocol? And you know what the protocol this week is? What what the jewels I drop? You know what the jewels I drop, baby. Uh, stop calling cops on on black folks unnecessarily. Um, stop calling cops on anybody. Stop wasting the cops' time over over pettiness, over foolishness. It's asinine. Um, but also, if you have an idea, man, don't talk about it. Be about it. Do it. I had an idea, and you know what really made me uh, buckle down and, and, and record the Dean Zellon joint was, I think, me telling uh, Pat, me telling Pat Brown, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do that on on Monday. When I, when I said to her I was going to do it, and then when I said to her I'm going to drop him weekly, I I put myself in a corner where I said I had to do it because I, I told someone, you know, because people always talk about you got to put it out in the universe. Sometimes you want to put it out in the universe. Um not just so uh, the universe hears, but so that other people hear because they then will hold you accountable to uh, sticking to your words, sticking to your plan. So, so that, that's why sometimes it's good. Not always. You know, I still believe real, real, real bad boys move in silence. So it's, it's good also if you have an idea, sometimes just do it. You don't got to tell everybody because we live in an era where um, people feel they have to broadcast everything on social media. But you don't have to broadcast everything on social media. Um, just sometimes, sometimes just get it done. If you, if you get something done, if you execute, then you can, after you drop it, then you can say to people, Yo, you know what, y'all can check me out every week. I'm going to drop these. Uh, let me know what you think. If you like them, uh, tag three friends, and then those three friends will tag three friends, and so on. And it'll, it'll, be, it'll become a movement, baby. So that's what that's what I'm out here. I'm out here the same way, uh, you know, the world inspires me. I hope I inspire somebody. I Otherwise, what's the point in doing it? Not just for your own happiness, you know, share your happiness with the world, baby. That's what you got to do. You got you to gotta strive for greatness to be great. And share greatness with the world, and the world will see you as great. Alright, yo, <laughs> subscribe, download, like, comment. It's your man, Gene Edwards. And yeah, yo, man, I've had a blast with y'all. It's been great. Appreciate y'all. Tell a friend, iTunes, SoundCloud. Enjoy the Fuck the Monkey Protocol. I'll catch y'all next week. All love, two fingers, peasy.